Say that again. But can you Google your touch? Perfect. And now a mic check from you there, Captain Sock. And Captain Sox has had a stroke. What's that? There we go. Mic check. Sorry. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang. Hello, future people, and you're listening to episode nine of Getting Tabled with your host, the Bruce. Hey, that would be me again. And of course, good old Captain Socks. Yep, I'm back. Uh, finally, for the third time in a row, I'm back. And like a forever. rash. Hey, hey. That's not I'm- a fan of rashes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm George. Oh, but you're you're on it uh, tonight, there, Bruce. What, what, did, you, did you get a good night's sleep or something? I had you some sleep. You I do your what I can. Coffee. Uh, I, I'm on my first coffee, but it's it's a very very large, like uh, like the cappuccino from uh, Soy Mary and Axe Murderer. I'm just gonna say yes because I haven't seen that movie in about twenty years. <sighs> Gasp. I know. It is a good movie, too. I should rewatch that. I wonder if it holds up. Uh, I think it does hold up. Bec- um, what, uh, I just checked Google uh, Facebook Messenger there, Captain Sox. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, let's start off. Uh, uh, thanks again to uh, the community that continues to let us uh, share our dribble on your uh, your pages and whatnot so that people can listen to us talk and Mumble stuff around um yeah i can't think of anything really significant oh we, we shared our first meme that was funny because well it's pretty damn funny so that, that that's something um that's it's about like it we're real people now well slowly you two are real people. I'm just a, a figment of everyone's imagination and put it in their brains by the U.S. government because I live in Wyoming and therefore I don't exist because Wyoming does not exist. Poor Casey. She's married to some... She's not married. She, she's dating somebody that's fictional. She's fictional too because she lives in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. All right, well, let's jump into that, uh, that thing. Newly received or noteworthy information especially about recent or important events. And never has the definition of the news ever been so funny. Um, what do we have here? Uh, Games Workshop re-releases Aeronautic Imperials. Seriously, who names these things? Um, not anyone cool? I mean, I, I, I know that it's kind of just part of the whole 40k thing but get some decent names um so yeah x-wing but in 40k is here oh he's coming cast iron fighter dog fights that'd be a better name to be fair the models actually do look really good well the models are just scaled down versions of the flyers that forge world has made which let's be honest those models looked good 20 years ago and they still look good now yeah and unlike when they tried to do this what was it three years ago doing it with different sized models makes sense nobody's going to play this game if it's at 28 minutes 
Oh god, no one could afford to play this game in twenty eight millimeter scale. Well, they well, did try to okay. re- relaunch this game a couple of years ago and just get you to use the existing forty k models, and nobody did it. Oh. But there are some people who could afford to play this game. Um, I am not one of them. Um, I like both my kidneys. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was going to say your typical gamers aren't going to be able to afford being having to buy five models at that size. For one side. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, it sounded like uh, there are some changes. I read some stuff where it's like um, those that are higher in atmosphere. Here we go. Topping like is drop fleet. Those higher up have the advantage shooting down because while well, you're on top, um, they've gone to a hex um, based uh, movement. So, you know, he- hex square. So you got what? Uh, is, it, is it hex or ox? Do we know for the hex? So you got six directions of movement. So gorgeous looking models. Um, It's been reworked and revamped entirely. I mean, I didn't play the original. That shouldn't surprise anyone. Um, I'm not picking this up. I already have drop fleet. Um, But no, it genuinely looks good. Um, the, The initial opening models look pretty. Um, I like the deck ejects. They're kind of fun. So what I would really like to see though, is I'd like to have a close up, um, like tactile touchy feely, uh, minute or two with the, the bases. Yeah. Because drop fleet, drop fleet, you know, it has some very, very, very complicated bases. And without knowing anything about this game, because I already see like one, you know, part of the base where there's a dial sticking out of it. What has games workshop done? you know, to display information on these bases, et cetera, et cetera, without making them overly complicated or difficult to produce. If you look closely on some of them, it looks like some of them have like chevrons pointing up. And I'm wondering that speed for some, and then maybe the other one's altitude. There's a small circle unless that's hit points. I don't know. I'm just trying yeah. to yeah, no, zoom in on the bases. Yeah, I'm looking at that. It's a, the orc one, or well, no, there's there's the, the imperial orc navy or whatever the they are. Yeah, one. yeah, I know. It's, I mean, it is a great question. Like I said, I'd like to get touchy feely with one. I don't know if I want to just spend the money in order to get touchy feely with one because, well, yeah, it's there it's we go. Game. Uh, I actually um, clicked on one of the uh, pictures, and yeah, one that has a couple of chevrons and an arrow. So I'm guessing that one's speed, and then there's another one that has up and down arrows. I'm guessing that that's altitude. Yeah, that'd I clicked be on a similar idea, different but because it's have. all... Click on the main picture, George, and open up a whole slew of other pictures. Oh, yeah, I, I get that. I just, I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing more information than what I can see in the pictures. Yes. So, um, but I, I'd be really interested uh, in seeing this because um, I ran across this uh, post the other day is about, you know, custom bases for uh, Drop Fleet Commander, and some really good-looking ones. I can't remember the guy's name um, because he commented on the post saying, yeah, I made these. These are nowhere near, you know, um, uh, was um, feasible to mass-produce and make. He worked in a CNC machine shop and did the work himself to make and sell these bases to get out a, a drop fleet. He said it would be the six to 700 euro. Holy crap. So, I mean, I can see why he's got his set because he was able to make them you know, his, his free himself. time at work. So, but yeah, not being able to sell. So I'm just, I'm just, that's, that's the thing with, you know, games like this is like, 
what what is the basing like? Because when you have a base that contains information, you got to do it in an easy way as possible. And just because you were the game designer does not mean you were going to come up with the best way. I mean, look at what Alan with um, uh, Hobby World uh, UK or no Hobby Exchange UK. Hobby he made Exchange. Those- yeah, he he put the little inserts in for for dice for hit points and you know little colored blocks to show spikes and the the altitude. That was a super simple, easy way to do it. And plus, since they were colored, you could color them based off your battle group. Then <laughs> done. Yep, it was a genuine good. It was a genuine good idea. Um, I still haven't seen anybody. I've seen a couple of people try to replicate his idea. Hell, I tried to replicate the idea. It didn't really work as well though. Um, but yeah, it, it, it worked really well. The, the genuine drop fleet bases, I mean, the idea behind them is excellent, but the execution is, eh, it doesn't really work as well in real life. And then something you're excited about here, Bruce, I, I'll be honest. Something I genuinely too. asked for not that long ago. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a little, I'm a little excited about it after that army that I just found in my house, but, uh, yeah. Why don't you, why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Uh, we're finally getting plastic howling banshees, which means no more horrible fine cast ones. Yes. Um, we're also they've getting a, uh, updated models. of, uh, go ahead. They've kept the look of the original models. Uh, they've updated the pose a little bit, um, which is good because the actual models themselves, the look of those models was always perfect. It's one of the only, I think they redid them like 10 years ago or something, maybe. Uh, but they don't need to redo them again. They just needed them in plastic. Uh, and they've delivered well and true. Yeah, no, the, the the other stuff, you know, is very, very lacking in the need of update, actual update. Just, you know, get rid of the, 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 the fine cast and get into plastic if it's, you know, in demand enough for that, you know. I mean, the other stuff's always looked on point, in my opinion. Um, with I would that, though, we're getting one you know, that needs to be redone is the avatar. That is the one that needs to be uh, uh, redone. Yeah, um, but we are also getting a new model of the chapter master of the Raven Guard. Um, I don't know too much about the Raven Guard. I don't personally know anyone who plays Raven Guard. All I know is looking at this mini, it looks pretty awesome. That it's that a that gorgeous jump pack, mini. That jump I still like my joke though, that he's serious. ready for his My Chemical Romance reunion. Oh, that's what you're talking about. He's got yeah. emo hair. Dude, it's actually, he, I really like what they've done with it. He could totally be from My Chemical Romance or uh, Fallout Boy or any of those bands like that. Did we lose Captain Socks and the references there? No, I'm good. Okay, okay, just, just checking. Um... And then something that uh, has probably been asked for for as long as I can remember. Um, um, we're finally getting, uh, looks like, Plactus, plastic SOBs. Yeah. The Sisters of Battle are no longer just coming. They're now coming in November. So it's no they're, longer something that they're, they're just They're being to talk released about in November. They're being released in November. Let's, let's work on the phrasing there, Bruce. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> uh, pointing it out so it's more obvious. Again, going yeah, back to our discussion of whose English is right, Bruce, it's ours. Well, yes, but we didn't change everything spelling just because we got angry at mommy and daddy. That's why we're better. 
Yes, of course you are. Like the temperamental spoiled children that you are. I can live with that insult. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it looks like uh, we got some uh, uh, a new... I, I've not seen this before. Uh, jump pack flying model for the sister battle. What the heck was that? Getting some reverb. But even though I don't play Warhammer, they do look, the models do look pretty nice. I will say that. I will yeah, say, that, though, that the... The, the dreadnought looking dude with the guy wearing linen pants that's like chained into the armor thing. Um, that just seems like a really terrible idea because it's just like, oh, let me hit you with a flamer real quick. Oh, no, it, you're, you're charred corpse. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But by the, by the look of it, it's a prisoner as well. So, so maybe they don't because care. Because he's wearing... A prison collar, yeah, so they don't care. Uh, it's punishment for somebody that's done something wrong in giant quotation marks because this is the Imperium and doing something wrong probably means that you actually did something right. Or or this is someone who's trying to redeem themselves in the eyes of whomever. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, it's an... The only issue I have with that is that it kind of looks like it's a mech thing, but like something that it's like a mix between orc and imperium. Orcarium. Yeah. See, the the hands look like they're taken from a big mech. Um, and then the body looks like a wine barrel with imperium parts strapped onto it. Um, <clears throat> we're, we're, I'm going to let you talk about this next one here, Bruce. Ah, yes, this one is for me. Okay, so for the people that have been listening to us for a while, uh, you'll remember me talking about how I'm totally building a Skaven army and that that Skaven army is not totally sitting in boxes over there unpainted. Definitely not the case. But in one of our very first podcasts, I talked about a guy in the Skaven group who had been making his own custom bits to convert the existing troop kits into uh, Gisales and into whatever the globe-throwing guys are called. Is it the engineers? No. The rats? Yeah, anyway, the the rats that throw the poison globes at people. Um, He has actually taken his project to Kickstarter um, so that he can take my money. Not just my money, hopefully all of your money too. Um. This is when I very first saw this. I was pretty much take my money, just just make it so that I can give you money because I I want the existing Giselle kits are very expensive and eh, at best. Um, same with the I still can't think what they're called. Whatever the globe thrower ones are called. Um. Those kits are really, really old, and you get like two of them for nineteen dollars. It's something really stupid. Um, well, but these are being made; they're being made in metal. Um, I will actually be getting a sample of not just this, but what's coming up next from the guy within the next week. He actually reached out to me, uh, not knowing that I was from the podcast, actually, um, but because I'd showed interest to begin with. Um, so that's how I found out about this. When we make this live, 
we have a link that we need to share with people in show notes, please. Well, um, when when this goes live, uh, this will this number will be wholly inaccurate because he's one hundred twenty two percent funded with twenty eight days remaining. Yes. So yeah, thank you very much for reaching out. Look, if you guys are building a Skaven army and you want to do something a little bit more interesting, check this guy out. It's called Battle Bits Ratman Conversion Parts. But as I said, we will be sharing a link in the show notes um, because he's trying to keep track of everyone. We're not getting anything out of it. It's just so that you can keep track of who he's told and how the reach went. I'm a little what, bit excited for the next one. What's though. this other thing uh, that you've you've put up in here? This stronghold. There are some that call him Tom because they don't want to get sued by Monty Python. I don't think Monty Python would be the kind of people like. Well, no, I don't. but it's still copyrighted material. Um, Stronghold uh, have made a miniature of Tim the Sorcerer from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And the idea of this miniature is to be used in the Saga Age of Magic, which is a game that I was never interested in until I saw this picture yesterday. So my first question is, is what scale is this mini? 28 mil. So there's no reason why you couldn't use this as your wizard in, say, an Empire army. True. Or um, in Frostgrave or D&D. Mm, let's see here. Let me look at some. Some of these look really familiar, like the, the minis. Stronghold have been around for a while. No. Um, but seriously, uh, this is pretty cool because uh, you, you can totally see John Cleese in this, in this mini. Yeah. For those that are not aware, Tim the Sorcerer is the crazy sorcerer from the movie. And was named because John Cleese forgot the name of the character because it was that long and confusing, which was supposed to be the joke. And he kind of just made up on the spot. Um, there are some that call me Tim. Tim. Which is why he says it with a giant question mark. And they just ran with it and kept it because it was even funnier than what they'd written. Well, it's typically how comedians work. They come up with something on the spot and it's usually way more hilarious than what someone can come up with, you know, thinking about. Yeah, and Python was definitely a lot like that. Very much. Did they even use scripts? Yeah, they did. They did write a script for that. So, yeah, that that's a gorgeous-looking mini. Uh, I've never played Saga. I've watched it played. Uh, Age of Magic actually does sound interesting. It's Saga, but they've added magic, surprisingly. Um, I, I just like that mini. I just want to paint it. Let's see here. Uh, Australian drop fleet and drop zone sale, 20% off. Just wanted to let you know, Steve from the Combat Company has 20% sale on TT Combat products until September 15th, um, which, which is includes when he makes his order. Oh, so so including pre-orders and terrain, um, Australian yeah. people get on that. Yeah, just, just a heads up. Uh, again, this guy reached out to me more so because he knows I'm buying stuff. Um, but there are other Australians that want to buy into these games. So if you're going to do it, if you order before September twenty, uh, sorry September fifteenth, you're getting a fairly decent chunk out. So save yourself some money. 
I don't really need about Melbourne wise, but I definitely need some stuff drop zone wise. What's this uh, uh, Melbourne uh, player of Middle Earth thing? Yeah, so there was an international Masters held in Manchester, England at Articon last week. It's actually slightly over a week by now. Um, And a Melbourne player by the name of Kylie won the tournament, becoming the number one player in the world, um, after facing off against the writer of the rules in the final which apparently was a rematch from the previous year. Uh, she won against Jay Clare. I may have the spelling of the name wrong, but that's how the name was said. Um, in the interview I was watching, um, she basically suggested it hasn't really sunk in yet. Uh, it still feels like there was a video of her at the thing that was online and she's just really shocked and kind of over the moon and trying to figure out how it's happened, if that makes sense. Um, well, yeah, that, we've got another this would one be like you. This would be like you beating Dave at Drop Fleet Commander. I would, I would pay to see that game. <laughs> I'd pay to see Bruce win a game, period. Yeah, that's true, too. How are those ones coming, Bruce? Um, I've still only had the one from a couple of weeks ago. I'm actually overdue for a game on Wild West because I've been working. So now here, here's some uh, news that you uh, found that is kind of interesting. A new drop fleet uh, vehicle, a new Scourge drop fleet vehicle hidden in plain. No, that's drop sign. Well, it says drop fleet on the run sheet. So, okay, so a new drop zone Scourge vehicle hiding in plain sight. Oh, it does too. Oh, my, say. my bad. Yeah, um, TT Combat recently shared some images of their new two-player starter set. Uh, they've kind of updated the paint scheme and stuff to look more like the drop fleet models do. Uh, the troops have what appears to be re-sculpted heads. Uh, and in a blurry part in the background is a giant bug tank looking thing, which looks amazing. But we don't know what it is. No, not yet. Don't know what it is, but like I said to Bruce earlier before the, we got on, it looks about the same size as a Shaltari Tarantula Walker. So... Uh, it'd be interesting to see what it does. It looks like it's got some Oculus uh, weapons there, so it'd be interesting. Some bug wings. Yeah, the bug wings oh, do too, look cool. Wings. And then the next thing Mortal is news, World. but it's oh. news that I'm kind of like eh about. Well, if you're so eh about it, read it. Um, for those that collected Conquest, which was a magazine for 40k, where it was one of those. You build an army as you buy the magazine things. Uh, Mortal Realms is doing the same thing for Age of Sigma. Um, literally, it's warhammermortalrealms.com. But, um, the reason I'm not a huge fan of these particular types of products, uh, I, I understand the appeal of them, but they're, an ex- they're a very expensive way of getting into an already very expensive hobby. And from the feedback I've heard, the company that's dealing with them subscription wise a bit yeah interesting um they had a habit of making it really hard for people to cancel their subscriptions which is not good to be hearing uh it's worth noting that gw is not the people behind the magazine ah uh, ah uh. it's one of those subscription weekly magazines that you see in news agencies all the time where 
you're building a whatever you're building, or in this case, it's a Warhammer army. It's legitimately well, two Warhammer armies. Um, one yeah, being yeah, yeah. Stormcast, and the other one being what do people are called? Night yeah, that them. Yeah, yeah. So, so while I, I kind of do agree with that, because you know, then like you know, like a twelve year old kid can go and be like, "Oh, I bought this issue and I got a mini." You know, it's just like, it's a great way for a younger group to get into the game without yeah. upfront making them poor. You know, it, it's like yeah, you know, the upfront back in the day with baseball low. cards or you know, comic books in general or or Magic the Gathering. You know, it's it, it's a simpler. It's a simpler, more subtle way to drive people to uh, bankruptcy. Yeah. And the whole point is that, yeah, it looks small. But, yeah, as I said, if you end up adding up what you've paid for at the end of it, you're paying two or three times more than what the product was, generally speaking. And then finally, finally, we have a Kickstarter here. Now, we can't launch the... uh, this episode of the podcast is all the third because of this Kickstarter, if I remember correctly. No, 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 we can. We're just not allowed to share the – we were given a link so that we can look at the Kickstarter page, and we're not allowed to share that link. Okay, so we can talk about it. We can't share it. We can it. talk about the Facebook group, uh, but we can't give out the, the, the hint because it's just so that we could have a look at the minis. Oh, oh, so we can, we can only look at it. We can't talk about it. We can talk about it. May it's, 40 it's, Miniatures it's, is from... It's Fight Club. Michelle's part of the world. And they are launching a Kickstarter for some minis based around the invasions of the Low Countries. So you're going to be getting some German stuff, some Dutch stuff, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the mini, the actual details in them is gorgeous. I kind of like the fact that they kind of look like really... Highly detailed plastic army men, even though they're made out of metal. Well, it looks, uh, and and this is not a knock because you got to start somewhere. But it looks like you know it's, it's an existing pewter mini that they've just used green stuff to sculpt the new stuff. It's it's a clever way of doing it. You got to start somewhere. I mean, you have to start somewhere. You have to make the original mini somehow. Yeah, and then you know. So, so Captain Socks, this this should be right up your uh, wheelhouse of of things and stuff, if I remember. Yeah, so looking through the minis, they kind of look very, very sim- similar to uh, Bolt Action's World War II minis, which is all twenty eight millimeters. So, yeah, these these miniatures look really, really good. Uh, I'm liking some of these sculpts. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm very impressed with a lot of these sculpts. Um, historical mini games is not my thing, and I. Don't feel it's going to be anytime soon at this point. But for those that are, if you're wanting to collect something that's not just the Germans and not just the English and not just the US, it's a good way of getting some minis up. So, so here, here's my problem with historical minis games. It's historical. We know how it turned out. That's why you turn if, around and you make if, your army pulpy. Right. So, so if you're playing a German army with the intent to win – you, sir, are sick because that means you wanted the third right to win. No, no, I'm <laughs> yeah, so you make your hero at, at to be Red Skull and then it's cartooningly evil. And that's nowhere near a new idea. Everybody's done that by now. Yeah, I was just going to say that, that that sounds like, it just sounds entertaining though. Yeah, um, playing the bad guy's fun sometimes. 
Now, now looking here, um, their, their, their goal does not look to be all that huge. So I would say that they have a really good shot of hitting that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've got a 12,500 euro goal. Um, which is very, very much achievable. They're starting with uh, the Netherlands, uh, but they're also going into uh, the Belgium, Norway, even Crete. So it's it's stuff that doesn't exist on the market that I've ever seen at this point. Um, right? Yeah. It's it, yeah. It, 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 it's uh oh. How do I say this without being mean? It's like the uh, it's like the pizza delivery guy that gets the girl's phone number at the. Okay. It's it's like they're there, but they weren't like you know, they weren't the Russians pushing in from the the east, and you know, the combined forces the of U.S. and 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 England pushing in from the west. You know, it's they contributed yeah. because they all get referred to as the Allies, and it's just everybody falls under England's banner. It's yeah. like how Australia never actually featured in World War One, except they won most of the actual important war war segments. Um, but they were just part of the English Army, so they don't get talking about unless you're from Australia. Which I just remember this. I don't know why I just remember this. I saw something that popped up on my uh, Reddit feed. It's just like, how was the uh, American Revolutionary War taught in British schools? We won. <laughs> I mean, obviously, but I mean, it's just like, you know, you know, the valiant general George Washington or just like this toss or George. Um, but looking here, um, so we got some uh, it's silhouettes. Um, let's see, six, twelve, fifty four, another six, two, another four. One of like what looks like a, a, a HQ, and then two of what looks like a a, a mortar team. So we're we're talking a significant number of models there. So what are we talking like eighty minis ish? No, yeah, something like that. Yeah, for one hundred and fifty uh, euro, that's it's really, very very affordable. That's like, really reasonable. It's very affordable. I mean, how much does you know you know a Hell Blaster squad cost for a Space Marines in 40K, you know, 10 for 60 bucks. So right there, you're almost halfway to uh, 150 euro-ish, and you got 10 guys. Yeah. So And so, you can buy them in pieces as well. You, you can just buy the command thing for, for 60 euro, 50. Do you think uh, Michelle's going to buy all the Dutch stuff just because it's Dutch? And that's what Dutch people do? Uh, sure, why not? Well, not just that, but they're saying they're hoping to get it fulfilled and by March of next year, maybe in as early as Christmas, which is with it being the beginning of September when they're wanting to kick this thing off, that's a lofty goal for them to, to get it out as soon as quick as soon as they can as well. Yeah, to to be fair, a lot of the initial work is already done. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the, the the casting of everything is what's gonna take time. Yeah, but I mean if they've got the this stuff already done then making the mold, I, I I don't know if you'll be able to watch it, Bruce, but uh, Cap Socks, if you've got Hulu, if you go into a Science Channel on Hulu uh, and they've got How It's Made, there's an episode on yep. how they make tabletop intra-game figures. 
That will be interesting to watch. I'll have to go yeah, find that one. It's really cool. They show both uh, pewter and plastic. So, um, anyways, uh, we, we, uh, depending on when I get this up, we we may or may not be able to post the link for this yet. So, um, if if there's no link, that means we're we're ahead of schedule, and you got to look for it. Um, but we can definitely post the Facebook group, so and they will have the, the link at some point. So, um, I. Th- think it's time to get on to that time of uh hobby things right anyone got anything else um i was just there's a guy that's made a display board of a giant cave that was shared in one of the age of sigma groups i just shared the image on the run sheet he's used two cans of wraithbone and so far 10 pots of magus purple this is one extremely expensive display board looks pretty though well, that's 70 bucks in just the uh, purple paint alone. Yep. And then you figure, what, 12 bucks per rattle can? Because I'm assuming he's rattle canning that. So 12 oh, bucks. So nice. another he 24 bucks. Can, so yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at just 100 bucks of paint. This is not counting what else he's done with the, uh, you know, to get the texture, to make the board and, and what. It's really pretty and better him than me, but. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's impressive. His right. name escapes me for now. I was trying to look at, ah, Bob, Bob Gardner. Um, so props to you, man, for like, seriously, that, that it, it does look really impressive. Um, no. better your budget than mine, though. Yeah, I, I want to see hundreds of uh, Tyranids on it now. It's meant to be for Age of Sigma, apparently, but it, it screams Tyranids to me. Oh, is it Age of Sigma? He's he's designed it. For, he's making it for Age of Sigma. Yeah, or at least what, that's where he should it anyway. What what faction? Zinch, I'm assuming. I don't know, honestly. Uh, I, um, to me, I see that in Screams Nid. So, oh yeah, yeah, me too. All right. Well, let, let's uh let's let's change change gears here. Stream. Blue, crying, paint. Bruce, tag, you're it. Yay, it's my turn again. So hobby-wise, it's been very lackluster for me because I was still house-sitting until two days ago. Um, I finally got home, and the new PC that I ordered that was sitting in boxes for five days is finally built. And Windows is installed for the second time um, as of last night um, because I got impatient and annoyed. So I tried to cheat and use my old hard drive. And for anyone that's good with Windows, you, you, you don't do that. You, you always start with a fresh install of Windows because it just causes trouble. Um, but, yeah, I have a new PC. It's all pretty and yeah, it, really it's quiet. It's not like you don't know any IT guys. You could ask questions like that. I'm an IT guy too. I should know better. I was just being lazy. Yeah, I actually get paid to do it though, Bruce. That's fair, but you're also very expensive when I've got to pay for a flight. (laughs) I can do remote support from around the world. Yeah, but you can't help me find my CD key when I can't when I don't know when it is. is. Yeah, that's your own own problem. (laughs) Yeah, I know. There's, I, I shared a post on Facebook this morning that came up on my feed from five years ago of how important it is to keep your install disks somewhere 
smart. Uh, and this came the day after I spent three hours or longer trying to find my original Windows CD key so I could reinstall Windows. <laughs> um, but yeah, finally back home. I'm on afternoon shift this week, so hobby's going to be a little bit interesting, but um, I'm looking forward to tearing open my war cry and actually I'm going to leave the terrain for the moment, but I'm going to build up the, um, I think I want to build up the chaos chickens and paint myself some chaos chickens first. Um, you need to totally make some like, like just markers to like, you know, like mark, like, you know, if there's like area effects or something like that, you need to make markers for them that are just really big eggs. <laughs> I like that idea. But yeah, the, the, the chaos bird looking things, I've seen pictures of other people having painted them up to look like chickens. So I'm a hundred percent going to copy that and do that. I could do something different at making cockatoos, but that's what I want to do with the Corvus when I eventually buy the Corvus. What about you, George? Have you been doing any hobby? Uh, I have not been doing any hobby. I've just been adding to my backlog of of hobby. When I'm um, angry, we're just disappointed. Yeah, well, well, so um, it's really hard to be disappointed. For those who have been playing uh, any of Games Workshop's games for any extended period of time, uh, you'll remember the the six piece uh, four foot by six foot uh, terrain, you know that you used to cover the actual playing surface uh, that retailed for around six hundred bucks ish. Um, for some reason, my friendly local gaming store, which this is giving me some cause for concern, but I'm not one to pass up a deal, uh, was selling. Both of theirs, minus one one square, which you know, I've been talking to the, the previous owner. He says, yeah, if I, if I find out my stuff, I'll let you know and give it to you. I picked up both four foot by six foot uh, playing surfaces for uh, 150 bucks. It's not bad for uh, that much playing space. No, and since they're two foot by two foot tiles, I can make a six foot by six foot tile, you know, surface. Or, you know, do like a little two foot by two foot game or two foot by four foot or four foot by four foot, you know, just, you know, lots of modular accessibility, you know, because of, of the sizes and everything. Um, second, um, well, so actually, no, there's a couple things. So uh, Green Stuff World has also just recently released a, uh, a new color shifting paint, but this is like an actual holographic paint. Like you have to airbrush it on. But it has the I same. Knew I forgot of, something. Yeah, I just I just remember this because I was about to talk about another paint idea I had. But so this is like the effect that like you get when you shine a CD in the sun, you know, where you get the the rainbowy effect. Rainbow. Yeah, based based on what I can tell, because something like that's going to be extremely hard to photograph. I mean, you just have to, you know. So I'm thinking like, ooh, I would have to figure out a way to do some serious masking after I do my angle shading. But to do that on the camo cloaks, like completely holographic paint on the on the cloaks to make it look like they're completely just watery and yeah, that would be cool. And I, I did see that that pit that post from uh, I can't remember where I saw it too on Facebook. But I, I, yeah, I, 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 cool. think, I think Michelle shared it in uh, in our uh, our uh, uh, the podcast chat. We that may be where it is. And then um, <clears throat> so. 
I might be just looking at it. I might be able to do it with the 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 Fire Slayer uh, pizza oven, or I might do it with you know on a terrain board. You know, I have one of these uh, uh, tiles that I've got or anything like that. But it just occurred to me, I want to do like a terrain piece, you know, something where it's just it's an incomprehensible depth of blackness, and use that not the the Vanta two, but like the 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 Vanta that's even blacker. Then Vanta 2, just like a hole painted with that. So just all the light gets absorbed and sucked in. So it's like there's no detail or texture. It's just it's just blackness. Do that where the skulls are and leave one skull in the middle of it that's still painted. Right? I mean, it, but I mean, doesn't that sound like using a paint that obscures all detail to the point of I mean, you guys have seen the pictures of this black, right? I mean, it is so yeah. black that yeah, it it, it it's it's almost um uh, disorientating. It's so so black. Uh, just an idea. Uh, depending on what piece you're missing, get an MDF block that's two foot by two foot. Uh, sorry, two foot by two foot, and carve down into the middle of it. Make it make your own tile. Oh yeah, no. I mean, for sure. It's uh, it, it, so there. There's two types. There's the one that had the four hills, and there's the one that was just six flat pieces. It's uh, one of the, just the flat pieces I'm missing. Even easier then. All you need is one that's the right thickness, right? Um, and then sitting here, let's let's see if we can hear this. There's one, two, three, four. And five, five boxes of fire slayers that need assembly. Um, on top of that, there, there's two more boxes of fire slayers coming in that will need assembly. So uh, if you count up all of my backlog, I should be painting until forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, there's that new thing that you're going to buy next week, whatever that happens to be. Um, possibly a Speed Freaks box. <laughs> <laughs> um uh I, I will say this though too, which makes me glad I already kind of have this. Uh the new owners of my FLGS, one of them is super into War Machine or War Mahords. And yeah. he's he's really trying to bring that back. And so fortunately I have uh probably about two hundred dollars ish worth of um of a uh, uh protectorates of men menoth, which probably about 60% painted, but they were painted when I didn't know what I know now of painting. So I don't know if I'll be satisfied with just playing with them as they are and trying to finish them up, like trying to, trying to suck the way I used to, to get them finished up. So they're completely painted. Do you want to buy some Grimkin? You going to pay for shipping? No idea how much it had cost. (laughs) Mine are are practically new in the box still after all of the headaches that we went through. Oh, it, that's one of the that. Oh, oh, is that the one that I was trying to track that's, down for you? That that's the one that got that, that I got messed up by previous owners of a company that oh, I won't know. God, ooh, I did end up getting it. I almost ended up with two copies. Almost, Bruce, you 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 terrible terrible man, Captain Socks. What have you been working? on? So. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my local game store had a, a bizarre 
where every year it's an annual bazaar and they have people just dump stuff that they don't want anymore. Well, I dumped off all my Flames of War stuff, uh, sold it for 225 bucks, uh, and in doing so, I got $225 for the store credit uh, and picked up a terrain piece that uh, Fantasy Flight has produced for Star Wars Legion, where it's a downed ATST uh, that comes with a couple of mission cards. But uh, I've been starting to assemble that. Uh, so I can get that on my board here soon for Star Wars Legion. Other than that, I haven't done much because I just got back from a week-long trip for work. I'm home for a week, and then I'm gone for another week and a half. So hobby time for me is going to be kind of laxed uh, as I come back and go back and forth between my work trips right now, unfortunately. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, adulting sucks. Um, yes. Um, th- this is a small little side note. So... I don't know if I sound any differently uh, recording right now. Uh, if I do, it's because I'm recording from a new location. I have gotten my podcasting desk. Now, when did I first mention this idea? This, I mentioned this back on the Hot LZ, but I've gotten my computer desk moved to literally I can, uh, I'm about two feet away from my hobby desk, you know, stretching out from my computer desk. Nice. Very nice. So all of my nerd is located in one area. Um. Oh, is that link the um the thing? What link under my hobby time? No, that's uh, someone that created uh, LED lightsabers for Star Wars Legion. Just go look at it. I mean, I, I've kind of thought about what? doing it for mine. What? Yeah, it looks actually pretty cool. Oh, um, um, that's uh. Give me a second. Uh, I'm googling real quick here. I think I know how they did that, Captain Sox. Uh, give me one second. In, in the article, it explains how the, the guy, uh, he's, uh, Matthias, hang on one second, Matthias. Matthias Gookie? Yeah, go go look the uh, the, the link I just uh, shared in uh, message. Guarantee you that's how they did it, is using that some of that stuff. Yeah, that's it's kind of similar to that one LED light string with an LED bulb. Yeah, similar to that. Yeah, yeah, you know, there, I, yeah I see it, the, the little base that you put a, yep. So it looks like this guy actually made his own. He did, but it looks pretty good. Interesting as hell. So he made his own liquid metal to paint the circuit onto the mini. He just used a couple of magnets. No, 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 no. So if you if you scroll, oh yeah, you're talking about the uh, the actual paint on the minis themselves. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he He used a. a conductive paint. Conductive silver paint. Yeah, so so there's a resistor. Oh, oh the resistor is only there for if you need uh, certain colors. I think it was white and red or something like yeah, that, if I remember yeah, correctly yeah, yeah. from uh, reading the article. But yeah, so it's a conductive paint. Glue it all together, run it to a light, and then and then boom. So wow, that is that is genius. Isn't that ingenious? Yeah, using that conductive paint, that is that is amazingly brilliant. Um, and then it looks like he used some uh, clever positioning of uh, of parts uh, on the Darth Vader. He uh, puts the cloak over the wiring he actually ran, so it's you know he was able to. That's run actually that, that's actually how the the model goes for Darth Vader. Yeah. So no, I mean, but I'm saying the using the cloak to cover the wiring so he doesn't have to yes. rely on this conductive paint. So um, so when are we going to see yours like that? 
<laughs> uh, actually, I would love to do that for mine. So uh, I haven't well, painted my Darth Vader or my Luke yet. So uh, give me a little while, and uh, I hope to do that because I love that idea. A little while. So what do you reckon, George? We give him oh, a hush, George. A hush burst. <laughs> How long yeah. does it take for Amazon to deliver things? It's overnight, right? So he uh, should have two, this done two by days, Tuesday. Two-day shipping. <laughs> is two-day shipping. So if he, if he gets on there and orders the stuff now, uh, we say uh, Monday's, Monday's a bank holiday here. Uh, so we'll, we'll be generous. We'll say Thursday he should have it. So... Uh, we should next for, in a fortnight, you know, next podcast, you should have uh, an update on this. Easily. I'm gone pretty much for the entire uh, fortnight of our podcast because I'm gone. I leave on Sunday again for my uh, TDY. That's not our problem. That's my work's problem. Get, get, get a new <laughs> job done. <laughs> Look, we're being reasonable. We're giving you two weeks to do something that'll take a night. Come on. Thanks. 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 All right. Well, Bruce has got some good ideas here, so we're going to jump into those. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. Stop it, possessed soundboard audio clip. I did that I, last week too. Oh, last week. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it, it's. And it's that one. It's just a bumper. It likes that bumper. I, apparently, the, my computer likes it when she says "talk nerdy to me." Um. Uh. Yeah. Anyways. Um. Bruce, you have a great idea here. I love this idea so much that we're just going to run with your idea. We're, we're Captain Sox and I are going to hang on your coattails this week. <laughs> I was watching a video earlier in the week of um, the announcement of the new Masters of the Universe cartoon that's got Kevin Smith arranged and da-da-da-da-da. And following on from recently, we've had the Marvel miniatures game that's been announced. And I kind of sat back and thought, there's a lot of franchises from that day that have never been made into games, well, tabletop games, and some of them would be really, really easy. The first one on the list is the one that, granted, is not huge in Australia. It's still a thing, but it was pretty much everything else was more popular than this was. But G.I. Joe is one of the largest franchises known to man had one terrible movie, one okay movie. We've never seen a miniatures game for that. No, no, no. no. One amazing movie, one terrible movie and one okay. But like GI Joe would be the easiest mass battle game to create ever. You don't even need to create rules for it. You just need to swap the minis out. I don't understand why nobody's decided to print money with these sort of things. G.I. Joe is the easiest of the lot. Yeah, so so here's here's a small so, so so here's kind of a uh, bit of an issue I'd have then. Um yeah. and, and and I'd have to look at the uh the actual breakout of, of, of production, but the the of the action figures, because they weren't dolls, they were action figures, because boys had to have action figures. Um, there's more G.I. Joes made than, quote-unquote, Cobras or non-good guys. So yeah, right but that was also because you were supposed to just have lots of one thing, in theory. In the cartoon, that was just like lots of the one character all the time. Right, and so... 
So, kind of like how the Seekers in Transformers, there was like a hundred of them, and they all looked the same. Yeah, right. So, so, so here, here, here's where that kind of you know falls apart some um, for a tabletop concept. We already have you know, and, and Infinity's a great exception to that. Where you know you have your Space Marines, you got your two tactical squads of basic guys, and you got your lieutenant. No, if we're doing GI Joe, no one wants to have the basic Cobra Trooper or, or whatever basic trooper, and then like the five guys, and then the Joe side has Everything everyone else. else, you know, and whatnot. So that's fair. That's fair. So, so I do see a bit of a slight problem with that, but you could still do it. You just couldn't do, you know, like okay, don't do the basketball player guy. You know, don't don't release his character because that, that was kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now your next one, uh, well, your next two here on the list, the next one specifically, oh my God, shut up and take my money, a He-Man yeah, Skirmish no, right. game. Why? Why has this not been Why done? not? Mattel, you, you are money, gr- or is it Hasbro? Major manufacturing uh, company, you are a money grubbing soulless corporation. Make a tabletop miniatures game like this, and and take my money. It's Mattel. Mattel, you're soulless. Take my money. Yeah. See, a He-Man. It'd have to be a skirmish game because there's no troopers. It's just all characters, and that's what I'm saying. It it's was designed perfect. to sell it toys. Perfect for that. Perfect. And. Where you've got issues, they own multiple licenses. So, yeah, let's throw Thundercats in the same game. Let's throw Mask in the same game. Hell, if you really wanted to, do they own G.I. Joe? Uh, They might have been. Oh, my God, they might have been. No, that's Hasbro. Hasbro, okay. So, so anyways, we got, we got, uh, and see, the, the Thundercats, the whole um, concept of that, um, uh, that size and everything with, you know, the, you know, the Thundercats would fit in perfectly with that universe. There's one other one you forgot there too, Bruce. She-Ra, Princess of Power, you know. Yeah. Well, I was just including that in Hey Man. It, it had a separate, you know, design team. Yeah, no, it, it had a separate cartoon. But, but, you know, dude, I would rock, you know, the, the freaking you know, Princess of Power, you know, next to He-Man in a skirmish battle, like, you know, yeah. they got twinsy swords. Come on, twinsy sword. Captain Sox, input. Come on. I mean, we're all of the same generation. I mean... Yes, we are, and I have to agree. Some of these early, early cartoons that we used to watch growing up as kids could very easily be, and should, uh, be turned into some of these skirmish-type games. I mean, it would be fun to see him, He-Man and Thundercats running around and, and in a scrimmage type game, uh, Judge, you, I think they, I, I have to agree with you guys. It'd be very hard to do that one because there wasn't very many Cobra hero type characters that we saw throughout the campaign or the the cartoons. That would be an issue because Cobra would be the one that I'd want. Yeah, he would be about the only one you'd have on the on the board hero wise, and then you'd have all the soldiers. Well, you got the Baroness, Destro, uh, Doctor Mindbender. Yeah, I you mean, know, yeah. Storm. Stor- Storm Shadow? Who was the yeah, evil Storm ninja? Shadow. The one that was dressed in white? Yeah, Storm Shadow. Wait, no. Okay, yep, yep, him. Wait, what, what, what was the... Uh, was... The good one was Snake Eyes. Yeah, that's right, yeah. God, shoot. Oh, yeah. my God. See, um, with the He-Man skirmish game, 
I mean, the the biggest issue that you would have is that He-Man is literally the most overpowered character from that generation. Then make um, him 250 so have points to, bring that to Skeletor's 150, and then Skeletor can bring 10 minions to, you know, He-Man's got Man-at-Arms or Tila or Tila? Tila. Tila. Or... Or oh god, could you imagine spells with uh, Orko, the 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 wizard who couldn't cast yeah. a spell to save his life? You could have so much comedy fun with that. Um, so so th- this just gave me an idea, Bruce. You you will you will your your brain will just fall right in line behind mine. Tabletop miniature skirmish game. Okay, everyone with me so far, right? Yeah, we play those. Okay, the characters are based on Warner Brothers cartoon. Okay, Wiley e? Coyote, Roadrunner, Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny, the Animaniacs. That would be fun. Elmer Fudd. Yes, how many Sam? Tasmanian R- Devil. Is this how would you do idea? it game wise, though? Uh, you, you know, you, so so it's, you know, just like a you know you you you, you know it'd be like a grid game, almost like a HeroClix. And then you have like you know, you know cards you could draw that are like you know, um, you know like you know an anvil. You know if Wiley Coyote's dropping the anvil, plus two damage. If it's against Road Runner, it's minus two damage though. Yeah, that works. You know, and then, and then dice rolls and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, Warner Brothers, check 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 this out. We we, we may be on something here. Yeah. There's some really uh, Transformers is something that's already had had its resurgence and kind of hasn't re-died again um, because it's been kept alive by the animations at this point, despite some terrible movies. Um, but I'm despite not, despite the fact attempts. that WizKids has announced that they're doing miniatures for that already, I'm not convinced that it would be an easy thing to make a game from just because of the mechanics of how they're supposed to work. But other things like He-Man and Thundercats and She-Ra and like all of those sort of game like TV shows lend themselves to gaming very easily. It's the same reason why Batman made a game very easily. Yeah. See something like transformers where, you know, you got one guy who's a semi, another guy who's a Volkswagen beetle. And then the leader of the bad guys is a pistol. Yeah. Yeah. He's still like 30 feet tall, but he turns into a pistol. Um, it would also be needlessly complicated because you'd either have to have minis that transform or you'd have to have multiple minis for the one character like they tried to do with Robotech. Um, and no hate on Robotech. I, or, or, or even to a certain extent, the, uh, I don't think it sold the, uh, very well. Middle Earth, the Middle Earth game uh, G- GW did, you know, where you got the Nazgul on uh, a foot and a mount, you know, and you got two, two for the same thing. Yeah. True, that is true, actually, yeah. But you'd have to do this with every single character, though. Every single character. At least with Thundercats, with the Sword of Thundera, it can just be represented with the big sword because there's no reason that you would ever sculpt the little, the, the little one. It would, that would just be in your head. That's fine. I mean, it, a majority of men play this game, and a sword is very phallic, so why would you have a small sword when you could just have a big sword all the time? Because then you can watch it grow. You can even magnetize it, make it. No, there's just no point. Because when you're in battle, you're going to use the big one anyway. 
It's like, what? If you're making the He Man game, I would definitely put Prince Adam in the game, but I'd probably make him like a limited edition type figure because I don't see that he'd get used no, very no, often. No, 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 no. I, I, I do not like limited edition figures because I do not have the, the ease of access like some people do. Like, well, no, no. So, Captain Socks, where you're at right now, go to Gen Con. That's how far I drive for you. Like, you know, four, four hours. hours, right? How far? How far is a big convention for you, Bruce? Uh forever. Yeah, but it's but, but you know it, it, it's within like a day or so, right? Yeah, but Half we day. don't get limited edition stuff at our conventions. Right. They don't. Okay. They don't. So, so, so talking with Captain Socks, it would literally be like an eighteen-hour drive just to get to where he's at, and then out on the additional. So we're we're talking like just a day drive or flying for me to to go to where there's a limited edition stuff. Yeah. So but this so, is so, where I, I, this that's is where, where companies like Corvus Belly and TT Combat, hi Lewis, um, do it right. Because you don't, if you're not in a part of the world where you can go to these conventions, they're offered online through the websites. Yeah. Wait, are you talking to Lu- about Lewis or Lewis? Uh, yes. Lewis. So, if you don't get the joke, it's an Ken old Huddle joke. Lewis will get it. (laughs) During Gen Con, for example, TT Combat opens up a specific page on their website for all of their limited edition models. It's not just just Gen Con, it's any of the conventions. But you could easily have limited, like, special models. Um, They don't have to be stupid on-price eBay type crap. Just... There'd be no point having him as a full-time character, so you make it as something that you buy for the collection, because otherwise he's just going to become a um, an escort mission. Yeah, for sure. Um, Rules-wise, I have a f- with Skeletor. I'd be I'd be trying to play up the manipulation side of his character uh, as opposed to. I mean, he he did fight He Man, but that was never his strength. It was always his mind. So that's the way I'd try to write it for that character. No idea about everyone else. Somebody needs to make it and they need to do it like in the next two years while everything's really hot for Moto. Masters so, of the Universe. And I just realized, so so it could fall into the same category as the problem with G.I. Joe, but they need to do this with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Trolls as well. Actually, yes. That that's I yeah, that actually works for exactly the same reasons. Somebody did a board game for tra- for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles last year. It was yeah, Kickstarter oh, exclusive. Oh. oh, really? Yeah. Well, I guess I can't say too much since you know I I will hopefully be in a, a Kickstarter exclusive game uh March next year. What's happening in March next year? Uh that game we backed. The Super Fantasy Battle one. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a Kickstarter exclusive, essentially. I mean, okay, yeah, the, the Pledge Manager. Yeah, this but... one actually will go to retail, though. Oh, 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 will? Oh. Um, yeah, so, no, I, I think this is a great idea. I mean, especially if you look at the demographic of a lot of the, the tabletop miniature, you know, players right now. I mean, there's a huge majority of us that are, you know, 30s and 40s and even some 50s where it's just like, you know, 
this is the stuff we grew up with. Yeah, this literally. Is, I mean, literally grew up with. Um, In the case of He-Man, that transcends our generation too because there were people that were adults watching that when we were kids. Oh, yeah. Um, I, and like I said, I think that was one of the greatest, the greatest ideas ever for, you know, a cartoon slash marketing slash, you know, trying to get convinced kids to separate their parents from their money. What was that? Yeah, I mean... I can understand why that sort of thing died off, and it was probably important for it to have done. Um, but it's created. I mean, most of those shows were created and designed to be very shallow, but most of them grew into things way bigger than they were ever intended to be. You want to talk about shallow? You remember uh, the the uh, merman? You know, and uh, for He Man, right? Merman, the the guy that could breathe underwater. Do you know what yeah. the, his original name was? What that they, they were throwing around? Sea Man. Uh, oh God! <laughs> right? Yeah, you, you can't market a kid's toy called Sea Man. No, somebody somebody wrote that and didn't realize till afterwards what they'd just done. No, they realized what they were doing. Uh, um, there's a Netflix. Uh, uh, series called uh, the toys that made us. And one of them is on he man, the masters of the universe. And they were, they were your typical like mad men. If you ever watch that show, that's how they, yeah. were. they would drink at lunch meetings and just throw the most vulgar things out. And yeah. Cause the idea at that point was that the kids aren't going to notice anyway, but it'll be fun. Something funny for the adults. Right, it's, it, it, it's like the, the jokes in Shrek. You know, there's some for the kids and there's some for the adults. Yeah, except they do it in a smarter yeah. way now. Yeah, yeah, a, a less of a way that when the kid figures it out, it's not like you know, the kid has just learned something horrible, terrible, and awful. Yeah. So, hit us up with your ideas. Do you like the two that I came up with? Do you have another one that I was too stupid not to realize? Uh, that that would work. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff from those, uh, even the 90s too, but the 80s has a lot of stuff in it that I reckon you could print money from. And I'm, I mean, as I said, He-Man, this day, He-Man sells very well. Super 7 made a business out of He-Man <laughs> to the point where Hasbro are now bringing him back in every form they possibly can. No, yeah, um, no, it's it, yeah. I mean, they they printed money with it in the eighties. So, uh, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll have to put a pull up uh, on the the page for this to you know find out. You know, yeah, you know. So, with that being said, uh, do we have any upcoming events or any of that stuff? I haven't heard of any upcoming events uh, lately. Um, me neither. Um. I mean, the Wild West Exodus fortnightly thing is, in theory, still happening, but I'm you, a couple of weeks you behind. You just haven't shown up, yeah. Well, I th- I think it's uh, maybe time for us to to call this an episode and wrap it up there uh, for the 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 night there, gents. What do you think? Sounds good. Sounds good. Alrighty, um, let's see if we can do this. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com/slash/gettingtabled. Uh, the website where we are posting all of this is www.gettingtabled slash weebly.com. Did I remember that right? No, Bruce? it's just gettingtabled.weebly.com. 
Uh, getting, okay, gettingtabled.weebly.com. Um, you can email us at gettingtabled at gmail.com. Uh, what's that Twitter that we need to use? At gettingtabled. Well, that's... How did I not remember that? Um, YouTube. I am. We're on uh, YouTube, too. Getting we, tabled. We, we, are, we are building that YouTube presence now, yes. Um, Speaking of which, when the sample models for those rat men arrive... I'm going to guess the beginning of next week. Um, they will be going to that. They will be getting unboxed, and I will try to do a better job of it with a sharpened did last time. And yeah, we still don't have uh, the podcast up on the uh, iTunes store because iTunes is being a bother. But we are not the only ones having problems with it. So it's it's not me and my incompetence for once. Um, um, but we will continue to put this up, uh, get it on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, can't think of anything else. Let's call it there then. Alrighty. Uh, any parting thoughts? Words of wisdom? Play more games? Well, obviously play more games. Captain Sox? Nope. Alrighty. Well then I think it's time for, Ooh, I, I need to put, play the right bumper. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org. And have something like the Orqua, where, you know, it's just like, I have the power. <laughs> Power. Alrighty, gents. Uh, peace and chicken yep, grease. I need to start getting yep. ready for work. Take care, guys. All right, later. <laughs>